0: Timeout slot, the Lakers have two. Bryant.
1: What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Welcome to this week's edition of the 40 Minutes Basketball Network. Uh, We are a day late, a buck short, but we're not writing the report. Uh, I am Tim Daniel. I'm here, as always. I'll see how long it would take you to catch on what I was doing there. That was
2: was so bad. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that was pretty rough. Uh, But I was like, I was thinking about it, and I just couldn't stop myself, as you know. Uh, Here with Sean Backey. Sean and I hanging out tonight. Joshua. Odellis Hayes says he'll be joining us here a little bit. Um, but, Sean, uh, we were talking a little bit before we went on air here. Uh, it is March Madness time, and you tell me that you picked the Alabama Crimson Tide to win the national championship, which I think is a very smart call.
2: I I went for it, man. I usually don't pick the, the number one team in a bracket to win. It's usually like a two or three seed, but I've only won my office's... Um, bracket tournament once so and i've been doing it for the last 12 years so i i got one one the one year that um uk went undefeated in the season the carl anthony towns team
1: 2016
2: 2016. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up winning that one. I had them winning it, but because I had uh, Wisconsin going as far as I did, I ended up winning the whole thing, but uh, usually don't want it, but I'm, I'm going all in on them. Uh, They look like they've had a great season. As you know, I mostly just pay attention to local college basketball and kind of just wait till tournament time to see what's going on. So I am super excited to see what's in store this week with that very, very exciting time. So it almost like, I always feel bad for the NBA during this, this week. Like this is just a bad week for NBA basketball, just because you're just, there's, you're not getting half of the viewership that That, that the NCAA is getting.
1: That and like being an NBA podcaster in this time is pretty tough because no one cares what you
2: have to say. That's true. So if you're listening to us tonight, or this morning or
1: whenever. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, yeah. I also pick Alabama on every bracket I've done. Um, I've told you guys now. I just think Brandon Miller, like, I know there's this big dark cloud over him, which Greg Gumble very awkwardly made mention of during the selection Sunday show. Like, very awkwardly was like, Well, you know, they avoided criminal charges and got the overall one seed. And I was like, Ooh, Greg. I don't know if we really had to go there for this, but I get you. Um and so well, but you know
2: Well, my favorite my favorite old school uh, draft website, nba-draft.net. Uh, it does have Brandon Miller going to right now
1: over Scoot. So, um, I don't know. Sounds like you're on some, some Tim Scoot Henderson dropping to 3 and being out for the rest of the year and no re- no, no mention
2: no mention at all. Like they just shut him down. It doesn't look like his team's going to go to the playoffs either. So I don't the whole, so I, I'm not super familiar with why scoot chose the NBA G league
1: over college. That's, that's very baffling to me. Is it just getting in the paycheck or. I think that was part of it. I think also the fact that he enrolled uh, in the G league ignite a year early. So he's done it okay. for two years. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, so more or less they shut him down just because he's not they're not making the playoffs and they don't want to redo him. Sh- well
2: that's that's kind of shitty because it's like if you're supposed to be the number two pick and I don't know, not dragging your team to the playoffs. It seems kind of Ben Simmons-y and I don't like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's like if you listen to the NBA draft show, Parker and I do. We've basically talked about Scoot Henderson where he is just the full on mold. Of prime Russell Westbrook, where it's like if you're yeah. getting that guy at three, like you're okay with that. If you're getting Russell Westbrook yeah. career at three, you're pretty happy. Current Russell Westbrook, no, but no, no, no. But in general, yeah, it's it, he's uh pretty spectacular. I like him a lot. I just think Brandon Miller, he was a six nine two guard basically with his ability to score. He chases down his own rebounds. Um, yeah, and look, you know, they play in Louisville in the Sweet 16. If they if they are lucky enough to make it there, they're gonna make it there. Um, and so we'll have guys on on site there to get Brandon Miller live and in action and just kind of give us the report. So So
2: being that I am not a huge draft guy like you mm-hmm. are, um I have to ask. So I, I I play 2K, as you know. Yep. I got the first three draft picks on my team. So mm-hmm. I drafted I drafted Scoots. I drafted Victor and I I drafted Amon Thompson. Oh, nice. Uh as my and he's he comes up as a point guard in 2K and he's got an insane dunk package and I really like him. What what do you know about this guy? I'm I'm intrigued just by his by his his gameplay in a video game.
1: So uh actually funny enough, uh this week on the draft show, Parker and I gotta do a deep dive into both the Thompson twins. Um, but okay. I, I, I'm happy to tell you. So you said you had Amen, so, not who, not Asar. Amen, yeah. So where where is who is his brother? Asar?
2: Asar, yeah.
1: They're twin okay, brothers.
2: Oh, okay. And he's he's like towards the later part of the lottery, it looks like. Uh he's top five. They're both gonna top, go top five. You think they're both gonna go top five? They're okay.
1: tremendous. Um okay. dude, they're they're so
2: good. So they're playing for for Overtime Elite. Overtime Elite. Now, what
1: is that? Overtime Elite is another kind of sort of professional league for younger players who don't want to go to college. Um, Lots of options out there now for these guys. It's great. Basically, everything LeVar Ball tried to do, um, Overtime Elite's doing now. So uh, we're going to bring Josh in here real quick on this. But but what what I can tell you about Amen, Amen Thompson is he's very skilled um there's a reason they're talking about him in the top four of this draft uh he's just a cut to the rim kind of scorer i could definitely see him being a two-level score in the nba he's not a very good three-point shooter whatsoever
2: uh so he's got to work I've, I've, on that I've, i have also noticed that
1: <laughs> but everything else man he does really well he's not very i mean i kind of joke that scoot Henderson has some russell westbrook to him Amen Thompson has like some six seven Russell Westbrook to him of just like being super dynamic, finding the open like man, aggressively attacking the paint, but not a good shooter.
2: But does, does he does he play point at all?
1: Yeah, he's a two one, so he's a combo he's guard. Two one, okay. okay. Which is funny because Amen is also listed as a combo guard. Yeah, they're literally spitting images of each other. Um, okay, they're That's both from Oakland. Confusing. Yeah, they're Oakland kids from Pinecrest, so they've played high level basketball. Basically, since they've been teenage, since they've been 13 years old. Uh, they're good players though. But um, you know, this is such a weird draft because in the top five you have one college guy. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. It's so goofy. First time, like first time in a while. Yeah, because after Brad, after Miller, the best college player is probably Jarrus Walker from Houston. Yeah. And he's really good. Um, I still really like Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas. I know a lot of people really disappointed him because he didn't play much this year, um, but I like him a lot. And then, uh, dude, this uh, kid from Kansas, Grady Dick, he has a lot of Grayson Allen in him, but he is skilled yeah. as hell. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. Okay. Not not a not a uh, a uh, oh my gosh. I'm I'm blanking on it because I'm just thinking of of white guys from out west. Um, uh, no, he's not McDermott. Jimmer. He's not McDermott.
1: Um, I think he's way he's more athletic than McDermott. All right, like Grady Dick can is... do. Grady could do more than stand in the corner and just catch and shoot.
2: McDermott is my. I I feel like he is the most disappoint. One of one of the most disappointing draft picks in Bulls history. To me, like I will never forgive them for how many picks they gave up for that guy. And it's like, yeah, he is the what the third or fourth leading scorer in college basketball history. But that means nothing. <laughs> Poor Antoine Davis. I know, man. I know.
1: Four well, points away.
2: You know what? It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. And you know, Could you what? imagine LeBron
1: yeah. retiring four points away from Kareem.
2: No, they no would have no one would have let him down for that. But I will say this: I feel like Pistol Pete's legacy has diminished a lot since we were kids. Because he's yeah. a guy. I feel like same thing with Doctor J. He's another one, another guy who's had just kind of a diminishing. That's an
1: insult to me, though. I agree with you, but it's an insult for Doctor J. I, I,
2: I completely agree. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm with I, you. I don't know. I don't know why Doctor J has fallen off on so many. You know, but there's been so many great players over the last couple of years. But, anyways. Another tangent.
1: Yeah. Well, Josh, sorry you had to come in during that. Sean asked me about my thoughts on the NBA draft prospects this year. So,
0: yeah, I was just listening. I mean, obviously, the, the text messaging earlier today about you moving Miller up your list. I mean, so that was before
1: you guys can check. You guys got the timestamps. It was before they announced Scoot Henderson was being shut down, too.
0: It was. Yeah, it definitely I was.
1: Think- I think I think Tim had a
2: I think somebody somebody sent him a text message. They're like they're shutting Scoot down, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell the guys who I, I like wish. More now. I wish
1: I was that <laughs> high up on the list." Uh, I will be in Charlotte Friday for Trenton uh, Trenton uh, Trent Flowers' commitment, though. So that'll very be nice, very nice, yeah. very nice. So let's get to our topics for the day, guys, because these were some really fun ones. Uh, like I said, I want to make kind of a quick and easy show. Uh, just kind of touch base, but this is one that's been really interesting to me, especially with Josh being here because he's been kind of, Josh has taken such a big step forward since joining us with learning advanced statistics. I'm very proud of you for that. Uh, You've you've really killed it, man. Like no joke, like for sure. But uh, one of the big conversations kind of going around is obviously, you know, we've talked all year. Like we didn't think the league would let Jokic get three MVPs in a row. But, you know, for majority of the season, he kind of played like he was the MVP. Um, But of late, if you're watching Nuggets games, no defense played whatsoever by Jokic. I understand he's probably just like keeping his energy for the playoffs, but oh my God, he does like no efforts at all. So um, I was going to get your guys' thoughts on, because, you know, you, you, the streak that Embiid's on has obviously been tremendous. Um, what, you know, Giannis leading his team to that extensive winning streak. Obviously we know what Giannis does. Are we at the point now in your guys' eyes, kind of get your both of your thoughts now that you're here, has has Jokic been passed up now for MVP? Because the reason I ask this, Kevin O'Connor actually has Giannis as his number one and Embiid as his number two. Um,
2: I really like Jokic. I I feel like I've come around to him more over the last couple of months than I have probably in my entire time of knowing about Jokic or watching him play. Um. And I agree with you. The defense has dropped quite a bit. Um, And, and, you know, I know, I think it was uh, Zach Lowe or somebody ended up tweeting out today or putting on his podcast that he has more kicked ball violations than any other player in, uh, in the NBA right now, he's got like 47 and the the person who's number two in kickball violations is 17. And they said he does that anytime to stop the game because he doesn't want to like play defense, which that's like a statistic that I never thought that anyone would keep track of, by the way, like that nope. is it. That is a ridiculous, but it's interesting. It's a very interesting statistic. Um, Cause I do think Zach Lowe is one of those guys. I I get a little tired of just hearing him over and over each week. He's because he's so, he goes down so many nerdy rabbit holes, but the stuff that he talks about, like little things like that, like he's just, he is a great basketball mind and, That's like something I would have never even thought to even bring up. But um, what does Embiid got to do? What does he have to do to win MVP?
0: I mean, he's
1: He's been unbelievable the last month. He has been
2: unbelievable. And I'm going to go ahead and say this.
1: Hell, he's been unbelievable for like four years.
2: But he's been unbelievable for four years. This is a guy that, you know, seven years ago, we didn't think or eight years ago, seven years ago, we didn't think was even going to play. I know. We didn't think he was ever gonna play. And he has become way better than advertised. I mean, he is so good. And the problem is the NBA has too many superstars right now. There's so many great players, you know. And I'm I'm tired of everyone going, Oh, nobody playing, it's not like it used to be. It okay, yeah, it isn't what it used to be, but there are a lot of great players right now. There's too many, and there's so much competition, and it's great, but you're seeing year after year Embiid getting snubbed and I'm I'm gonna go out and say this right now. Like I'm I'm already gonna be rooting for Philly this uh, in the Eastern in the Eastern Conference this year. On the other side, I'm gonna be voting for the, the Kings, aka the Cincinnati Royals. So uh
1: they got they got a major chip on their shoulder, don't they?
2: <laughs> they do, they do. They lost last night though. Trey so.
1: Lyles is fighting Brooke Lopez, just like F yeah, it, let's yeah. go.
2: Like But I don't know. Do you do you guys think that the league is already kind of do you think they've already kind of given it to Jokic? Do you think he's
1: you don't you don't think so. Okay. I think the league, and we've talked about this all year. I think the league is very adamant on making sure people don't get three MVPs in a row since Larry Bird did it. And um like yeah. you know, like I said, like you can make the case that fifty-five games, <laughs> Jokic was the MVP again. Uh it's just up till this last couple stretches where he just like who did he get bodied by the other night? I was like, was it Nick Richards? Maybe it's not the right I, thing. I, yeah, of. yeah.
2: yeah. But
1: just guys where I'm like, come on, man. Like you can't like James hard won the MVP playing. No defense. I know, but um, we he can't did. really, we can't like the thing. Like Giannis won that MVP over LeBron was his defense. And well, it was the year he got DPOI too. And Embiid the, has been a tremendous defender now for, Oh, you know,
2: all year. An unreal defender, unreal. I, I love everything he does, but I, I feel like the main reason why Jokic has so much going for him right now is he's averaging a triple-double right now. Yeah, That's like that helps. the biggest thing. For, for a center, that's huge. I mean, he is averaging exactly 10 assists a game, exactly 12 rebounds a game, and 24.7 points a game. I mean, that is, and shooting 40% from the three. Like, he is, he's a monster. He is an absolute monster. And
1: yeah, he probably And his team is a prob- is top two seed.
2: Top two seed. I mean, and if, if they don't make it, if they don't make it to the Western conference finals this year, Malone's gone. Like he's gone. They will get rid of him because I, they're not going to, they're, they have no excuses in Denver right now. They have no excuses. They have the team back. They have everything. Jokic is playing at a high level. They got Jamal Murray, you know, Michael Porter, uh, Aaron Gordon. They have all these great players. They have to make it to the Western Conference Finals. And I honestly like, like so let's say they get to the Western Conference Finals and say they get swept. I still think Malone is gone at that point because I don't know where you go. I don't know how much better you can be because none of us, I don't know. I don't truly believe that the Denver Nuggets, I don't truly believe that the Denver Nuggets can win the championship this year. I don't know why.
1: I never believe the Nuggets can win the championship. I, no,
0: nor, it's just- Nor do I think Philly can. But um okay
2: okay okay.
0: All right. Okay. There's only there's two teams. There's two teams in the East that that are going to battle each other for the championship and that's Boston and and in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Um doesn't
1: mean doesn't mean I got to root
0: for them. The only
1: reason I count out Philly though is Doc Rivers.
0: Only reason. But but now it's now it's my turn to bring in the advanced stats.
1: Here we go. There <laughs> we
0: it. go. I love it. So we all know. Um, and by the way, uh one thing that, that um Joel Embiid has going for him right now is uh his his points per game average right now um is I think the third highest or fourth highest ever since the merger. Um and the only people in front of him was James Harden, Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan. So, who are
1: those guys? Were they any good?
0: No, <laughs> not at all. But Bum. so, so right now, Embiid is averaging 33 and a half points a game, 10 rebounds, four assists, one and a half blocks, shooting 53% from the field and 85% from the three free throw line. And then you have. Jokic, who is averaging 24-7, 12-10, shooting 63% from the field and 81% from the line. But here's where it gets interesting. Um, And I haven't looked this up for Embiid yet, but leading the league. Jokic leads the league in PER. He leads the league in true shooting percentage. He leads the league in offensive win shares. He leads the league in win shares. He leads the league in win shares for 48 minutes. He leads the league in offensive um, box plus minus. He leads the league in defensive box plus minus. Um, And he leads the league in value over replacement. Um, When you start adding all these stats in, what it basically says is, is Jokic is the most important player on the floor to his team. And when he is off the floor, Denver is complete trash. So um, I don't know exactly what that looks like with Embiid because uh, I feel like when Embiid was missing, Philly was still winning games. And they had some other guys that could step up, like Tyrese Maxey stepped up. Obviously, James Harden stepped up. They threw some other guys in there that stepped up. Tobias Harris stepped up. Um, I've yet to see anybody truly step up when um, Jokic is not on the floor. And these last couple games, you talked about how crazy it's been with with Embiid playing. Like Jokic has also been playing out of his mind. He just had a a triple-double, and he just lost his first two games in the past two years where he has recorded a triple-double and they have not won. So I don't think this race is far from over. I still think Jokic is in the lead, but I do think Embiid is catching him from the backside. And Jokic is going to have to keep putting up these insane numbers, and he's going to have to keep Denver in first place for Embiid not to be able to catch him.
1: I was muted. Sorry about that. Um, But look, I picked Embiid to win the MVP, so of course I'm rooting for him to catch up in this. Uh, Of course, I want him to get one. I think that you know, if Chris Paul is probably that we're listening right now is the best player to never win a title, I think Embiid is getting up there and the best person not win an MVP. Quickly, he's climbing that ladder. Um, so, yeah. um, I would absolutely love to see him win this. I, you know, like like I'm with you, Josh and Sean. I really want to see Philly compete and go to a championship again. Um, I don't know how they could beat Milwaukee or Boston in a best of seven. I'm with Josh on that, though. Uh, Boston has shown a little bit more, uh, some holes of late in their battles in their battles, and it really kind of is making things interesting. Uh, where Philly is right now just like playing excellent they're on a 5 game win streak which means they're going to lose tonight cuz i you know i don't even know if they play tonight it's but the,
2: i think it's the i think it's the longest win streak right now in the nba it's 5 games which just tells you where everybody's at but yeah uh boston boston lost to houston last night
1: yeah by the way wasn't not great <laughs> really happy jabari smiths finally playing well Really happy yeah. he's kind of coming and hitting a stride at the end of the yeah. year. Yeah, welcome, welcome. <laughs> like him a lot. I, I'm really high on him still. I know a lot of people yeah. want to give up on him after his rookie year, but I like him a lot. I know this is very unprofessional of me tonight to have some bourbon while we're working. But... Hey,
0: I was like, um, hey, cheers to you, Tim.
2: I, I know.
0: <laughs> hey, to <laughs> add on real quick before we change – um, I know this has been a big topic in the NBA right now. I've seen a lot of players that are, you know, complaining about there should be like a a league minimum of amount of games played in order for players to win these awards. So Embiid has missed 14 games already. Um, Jokic has missed eight.
1: And Giannis is what, five, I think I saw? Yeah, so. Oh my God, the Lakers are up 30 on the Pelicans in the first half right now. It was
0: fourteen to nothing. It was fourteen to nothing. I think before they even scored.
1: I mean, we're gonna get into that conversation here, but holy shit! Yeah, I love when Anthony Davis goes like every time any other team. Anthony Davis is like, I can be great, or I'm just gonna be a bum tonight. But when it's the Pelicans, he's like, "F you guys, this is what you're missing out on." You say you gotta be like that. You say you motherfuckers won the trade. Tell me you won the trade, like. Um, so just a couple more topics on the show tonight. I want to kind of get into, Um, uh, and I really just want to kind of honestly make this talk about the play in teams and that's kind of fitting for right now. So I kind of took a little bit of a screenshot here of the teams that were within, you know, game, game and a half of being in the play in, uh, at this point in the year, I know it sounds silly, but I feel like if you're two games back, like if you're Portland in the West right now, I feel like you're out. There's too many teams. I understand you're only two games behind the loss column. There's too many teams you have to climb at this point. We're like here, I feel like Indiana being a game behind the Bulls who stink um, is not necessarily that situation here. So I wanted to kind of dive in and kind of talk about these teams here. One, you know, in the group that we have for both conferences, who do you guys trust the most? And two, could you see any of these teams potentially winning a playoff series? Um, So... (laughs)
0: I wanted to. I'm start... Sorry, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because first of all, can somebody please knock us out of that ten spot? I know. One? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God.
0: Uh, God. I'd really, I'd really like to see the Pacers get in. Same. Um. They. Yeah. They got some kinks they need to work out. Um. To be but honest let, with you, man, the team that me, I probably let, let me
1: let me read the list first. Let me read the list first, and then we will get to it. You're jumping the gun. <laughs> All right. So, at 7 the East we got Miami, 8 we got Atlanta, 9 Toronto, 10 the Bulls, 11 the Wizards and 12 the Pacers. Uh Miami is basically in. They're probably closer to the 6 seed than they are the 10 seed at this point. Um Atlanta and th- Atlanta and Indiana, between those five teams, there's a three-game separation. So, I'm with you, Josh. Go from here. Sorry. I gotta make sure I got it in for the well, content.
0: If we're I was gonna say Miami that I trust the most, but if we're gonna count them as a shoe in um, I trust Toronto. Yeah. I I trust Toronto. Remember earlier in the season, I said there's gonna be a stretch where they get their act together and they're gonna make a run. And I just feel like there's too much veteran leadership on that team that, that's been in the playoff series before. You know, a couple of them were on the championship team that was there with Kawhi. And I think that if they get into a playoff series and they got to play one of these teams, so right now, um, as it stands, they would play Atlanta. Correct?
1: Uh, yes, yes. Um, if, things, if things ended the way they are, no, no, no. I'm sorry, they would play Milwaukee. Wait a bit. No, no you're right. No, they're I'm the losing plan. my mind. They,
0: yeah, they would. They would play Atlanta for the chance to play. <laughs> Too much bourbon
1: during the show tonight, folks.
0: Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a believer in Toronto. I think Toronto's got enough pieces. Um, It's crazy how, you know, people were writing them off and we were telling them to break it up earlier in the season. And then they kind of got into this little bit of groove and they're winning some games here and there. And I think that if they get in, if they get into the play in, which they're sitting in the nine right now, um, they could probably move up to the eight, but uh yeah, I trust me some 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 Van Fleet and, and, and Pascal Siakam. Like I said, they just got guys on their team, man, when push comes to shove that they they just they know how to get it done.
2: I think they've already been up, they've already been there.
1: Yeah. I think you bring up amazing points, honestly. I, I, I'm with you. Um I only count Miami as a shoe in just because like of all these teams, you're looking at okay, it's a one, it's a one game win, right? It's a one game season who are the best players in this group here? And Jimmy Butler is the best player on any of these teams.
0: So oh, I was, that, that's exactly where I was going to go with it. I was like, I trust Jimmy Butler.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can probably make the argument that Bam Adebayo might be the second best yeah. player in all these groups and all these teams. So, um, yeah. I think, I think for sure Miami is going to be hosting the play. And I think they're in the playoffs playing, uh, playing Boston in the first round, which is not a series Boston wants. I know Miami can't score for shit. They are the worst scoring team in the league, but they keep everybody else from scoring. They win games like 100 to 96. So um, Jimmy's been
0: hitting some crazy shots at the end of these games too. Like
1: he's awesome.
0: Playoff playoff. People don't understand playoff Jimmy, man. Like he's, I think he's already in playoff mode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that finals when they played the Lakers in the bubble, even though the Lakers won, Butler was the most fun part of the series. And this is a guy who roots for the Lakers saying this. So,
0: you want to hear something crazy right now um, as we're talking about this? So, all of those teams right now, their last 10, each of them are all five and five.
2: Five and five. Yeah, I just <laughs> noticed that. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, yeah, when we bring up, you know, who do we trust the most? Obviously Miami, just because, well, they've been there. They have the structure, they have the foundation, structure, the foundation. Yeah. They're just like, they're, they are the least hobbly out of all these other franchises that are below them right now. Uh, the Hawks just got a new coach, um, you know, Raptors. A good been one there. I, a good, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, wow. He was, uh, I forgot that he was even still out there. Um, you know, the Bulls need to go ahead and cash out the Wizards, they're bums, Uh, the Pacers. I like a lot. Like,
0: like I would love Six for them. Four, and, their last 10.
2: And it sucks because it's like, you know, right now, unfortunately, the Orlando Magic are too many games out right now. Like, I was really hoping that they would make a late push um because they are fun as hell i love that team i did too i I really love the orlando magic right now they're probably i almost ordered a palo
1: jersey today
2: yeah yeah i mean like i mean they are super fun and they're maybe have a couple more bourbons yeah well and like they have you know with with wagner and 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 palo and they're probably gonna get the bulls draft yeah both wagner's and they're probably gonna get the bulls draft pick this summer so like I mean, like good things are on the horizon for the Orlando Magic right now. I was just kind of hoping that they might kind of exceed expectations a little bit, and and, get, and I mean, they've they've played very well. They've played very well for a very 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 young team, um, but uh, yeah, I would I'm with you, Josh. Um, I really would like to see the Pacers move up this ladder and get in. I don't think the only the only team. That's in this, that I think, could give another another playoff team headaches. Besides the Heat, is the it's the Raptors. I mean, there's no other there's no other team here that I'm scared of. Like I'm not, you know, the Celtics aren't going to go into a Hawks series and be like, oh yeah, yeah, these guys are scary. They're not going to go into a series with the Bulls and be like, oh yeah, these guys are real. You know, like you don't think I mean, the Knicks
0: will go into the series with the Hawks and be a little nervous?
2: Nope, not anymore. Uh, no, not, not no, this year. No, no, nope, not at
1: all. I'm with you on that, Tim. Nope, nope. I'm a big Knicks fan this year, man. I love watching that team. I love Quentin Grimes. The, the Knicks are going to go em. for
0: DiVincenzo next year.
1: <laughs> just like, they somehow just, signed Archie Diacono back.
0: Yeah, they're just going to add on to the Villanova crew.
1: They trade up and draft Cam Whitmore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, Cam Whitmore's a dude. If you guys actually – there's a plug. If you didn't listen to the NBA draft show last week, we did a deep dive in on Cam Whitmore um really really good content there that you should check out the parker brought some good information on um i'm with both of you i think those two teams i absolutely would love to see the pacers climb up i would have to look at their schedule to see how they compare to washington chicago um because right now it looks like the bulls are going to make it just because by default and that sucks uh because one you got to go to canada on night one so no need to even show up because We've seen what it's like when Toronto is uh, playing in a do-or-die game, and they have their home crowd. You yeah. don't want that. It's spoke. funny
0: you said that, Tim. Pacers, Bucks, Sixers, Raptors, Celtics. Hawks, oh, they're out. Mavericks, Bucks, Thunder.
1: <laughs> they're out. <laughs> that sucks. Damn, because I think we all deserve another two or three games of Tyrese Halliburton. I think we have Cavs, all know that.
0: Knicks, Pistons, Knicks. That's the rest of their schedule.
1: So right now, oh Sean just left. Um right now the four five in the East is Cavs Nets. Just two young teams that just put their cores together. It'd be a fun series.
0: Yeah I think the Nets are It was funny, on the way way here, um, I was having a conversation with my son. He was like, what happened to Cam Thomas? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's not playing anymore. And I was like, well, I was like, you know, they made this trade and they got some guys in that were some, you know, that were established starters on another team. I was like, so they brought him in. I was like, Mikkel Bridges has now has a chance to be the guy. And like, you see what he's doing. I said, unfortunately, I was like, Cam Thomas had a little stretch where he was doing well, but he's still really young and he's got a lot to learn. I was like, so they're going to plug these guys in that have some veteran leadership and let them play. And I was like, when you look at that Nets roster, like they're actually kind of solid.
1: I like that team. Yeah. I actually yeah. really like their roster. So let's go to the West real quick here. Um, so this is kind of another group where, so I like I said, Portland's at 13, but they're two games behind Utah. So that, that would make them two and a half games behind the Lakers at nine. So you got Minnesota, Dallas, the Lakers, the Pelicans, OKC, and the Jazz. Um, This one's tricky because so right now, as it stands, um, the Lakers would have a home game, right? Against the Pelicans, who they're beating by 35 on the road right now.
0: No, they would play Dallas. They would play Dallas. That's
1: right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Which I think I like them better than the Mavs. Besides Luke and Kyrie, honestly, especially if they're healthy. But
0: I don't trust Minnesota. That's a dangerous whatsoever. game. It's a very dangerous, dangerous. That's a dangerous game because you know when you get into those one-game playoffs, it's like, okay, who has the best player? And if that guy shows yeah. up, like, how hard is it? To, so you got it's two on two at that point at that moment. Yeah, because Lakers will most likely have LeBron back. Um, if they don't, I mean, AD's going to have to go for 50 and 20 in order for the Lakers to win that game.
1: The thing that's so funny at this situation is the trade that the Lakers made. So they got the point guard from Minnesota who's above them, and in this race. They got the shooting guard from Utah who's going crazy right now who's also in this race. Um, I think Dallas and the Lakers are the two teams I trust the most here. So... I think it would absolutely suck for the sake of they had to play each other the first game. I would love to see these two teams make the playoffs and get a shot because I yeah. think that both these teams could definitely contend in a playoff series with Utah and Sacramento. I mean, with uh Denver and Sacramento. Um, here's the problem Sam, you... with
0: the West. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go Sam.
2: Ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna
0: say. Here's the problem with the West: Golden State and the Clippers lose their next game. And Minnesota and Dallas went like all of a sudden you got this. It's all changes. (laughs) It all changes. Mm -hmm. So you know the Clippers, Golden State might fall into like the sixth spot or the seventh spot. Now they're in the play-in just off of one game, and that's how crazy it is. From the four spot down, from the four to the ten, there's a four game difference. And even the two teams that are out of it, it's still at four games. I mean, you got all these teams that are just bunched up to the point where like one game is a huge difference. Yeah, I I agree. I stayed up and watched. um, I didn't want to, but I stayed up and watched Golden State and Phoenix play last night. And uh, the way Golden State came out in that game and like haymakered Phoenix in the beginning, kind of like what the Lakers are doing right now. uh, There was nothing Phoenix was going to be able to do to get back in that game. Clay was like, 2000, you know, game six clay. He was shooting these all off balance threes and he was making them. And, and the Warriors actually looked like the Warriors for once on TV where like they were passing the ball around. Their offense was moving. Iguodala caught a caught a pass in the lane and all of a sudden he, he one hop, reverse dunk, and you're like, oh my Lord. And uh, I was like. For, that, forgot that, he
2: was even still in the league.
0: <laughs> we is not played. Yeah, for a while he wasn't playing. Yeah, since Wiggins I know, has but been that, gone for that, playing. But for but, that one play, for that one play, it took me back to like 2016. And I'm just like, this Warriors team right here is super dangerous. Like, they're that was dangerous like dunk to play. Contest,
1: Iggy. Oh,
2: they are the Warriors are are the greatest, probably possum team in the NBA playoffs this year. Like, I would not want to play them. Uh, right now, if things stayed the same, they'd be playing the Suns. They're going to be getting Durant back. Um, I think that's that would be probably a really, really tough series for the They're Warriors. They're done in that
0: series because they have to play four games on the road.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But they have – so <laughs> their road record is terrible, but uh, just absolutely abysmal. But they have won seven out of the last ten, uh, which is huge. Um, Pelicans uh, have – the Pelicans are – like, I, I was kind of looking a at mouse. them. They, they were – yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're done. And I feel bad because they were on such a roll at the beginning of the year. And I, we want to like, I feel like as NBA fans, I would like to see the Pelicans with their team with Zion in the playoffs. I think it would be a lot of fun, but their road record is almost as bad as the Warriors. They're another team that's really, really bad on the road. They're 11 and 23 this year um, out there. And it's, it's sad, but you know besides you know and i'm with you guys i would rather see them it, it's sad because the the mavericks and the lakers are here at the eight and nine like i would much rather see the mavericks and the lakers in the playoffs over the clippers and the timberwolves like
0: i i Same. don't
2: i don't trust the clippers at all like i don't they're just they're, three game, I mean, they're on I, a three-game
0: winning streak man
2: well i think they figured they figured out yep, how to use trust yeah, but but they're just like they're just like the rest of the league. Over the last ten, they're five and five. So like I'm just, I just I'm not I'm not buying into the Clippers, man. Like I just I I don't see them doing anything. But um, how are we feeling? How are we feeling about the Kings, right now?
1: I uh I really you, like you buying you buying all this jazz. Uh, no, I'm buying the Kings. No,
0: <laughs> you're not buying them. No, I'm definitely buying. You you're the not Kings? buying the Kings. No, 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 said, no, it was a joke. He said
1: it was a joke. He said, uh he said, are you, buying, you buying all this, this jazz? jazz? And I said, no, I'm buying the Kings. No. So. Yeah, because the Jazz are an NBA team. God, I'm a dad now, okay? I can make these crappy jokes. I, I earned the you I earned I earned the right. Um you, you guys both can do that. <laughs> I will say I think the Dallas Sacramento series would be very, very spicy. Oh, oh my god. I very spicy it would um, it would and i think i wouldn't pick the lakers to beat the nuggets but i think they would give a hell of a fight oh i want it i want to see it i want to see it so bad i do I think the lakers so could beat the kings in a playoff
0: series so hey, i i want to honestly, touch on something real quick with the with the the kings and i think we're all probably in agreement here that it should be unanimous that probably mike brown wins coach of the year
1: oh yeah Oh, Especially absolutely. after his rant last night, I was like, "He's my dude." Absolutely, absolutely.
0: But here's here's what I don't. This is this is maybe you guys can help me out. This, and I was talking to to the kids about this. I don't understand this about a lot of things when it comes to sports. So Mike Brown took over in oh five oh six as Cleveland's head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Fifty and thirty two, fifty and thirty two. Then they had the down year where they went forty five and or was was a down year. 45 and 37. Then they went 66 and 16 and 61 and 21. And then he got let go. Right. So mm-hmm. his winning percentage in Cleveland was 60%. He was, he was 600. He had a 600 winning percentage in Cleveland. Then well, he, he goes he to. So no, left. no. <laughs> then he goes to the Lakers. And the first year he's at the, there with the Lakers, he's 41 and 25. And then he only coaches five games the next season. Then he goes back to Cleveland. Now he did not have a great record in Cleveland, but overall, uh, what I'm trying to get at for his career um, before he got there, he had almost a 600 winning percentage. And then he now he's at Sacramento with a with a five nine seven winning percentage. Shouldn't that speak volumes about him as a leader of a team? Um, granted, I know you had LeBron. I know you only made it to the finals once, but LeBron was young in that season and they played probably one of the greatest dynasties ever in the Spurs, but you can't coach that many years and have that much of a, of a, of an impact on winning. And then all of a sudden say, Hey, for the next, you know, five or six years, right? I can't have a head coaching job. And then you give him a chance again, he goes to a team that has been in, the, in a has been a dumpster fire for 20 years. 20 years. He oddly turns it around that fast.
1: You also didn't that mention... That fast. Not to mention, when Kerr was out for a stretch, he filled in. Yeah, yeah. And really kind of... Oh, yeah, the during, he did. during the Absolutely. playoffs. That's the difference between him and Luke Walton, as he did it during I the playoffs. I forgot about that. Um, I'll tell you what I look at more, Josh, than I do the record, because... If you go record's sake, David Blatt should not have been fired when the Cavs were 20-9, and nine, and they won the title after they fired him. But um, I think what you see is what how big player development is is what matters to me more as a coach and your staff. And what De'Aaron Fox has became underneath Mike Brown speaks volumes to how good Mike Brown is. Um, just unbelievable what he's doing with this team of player development. I mean, look at Davion Mitchell. A guy that people were like, "What is his role?" Like, we traded Talies Halibur. we traded Tyrese Halliburton to get this guy more minutes. He's contributing. He's a big part of that team. Um, Demata Sabonis has become more of a like more of a back to the basket kind of player. And you that's know huge, Sabonis so. has
0: always been my guy. Yeah, Sabonis love has him. Always been my guy. Um, now I will say that he was assistant. He was an assistant under Pop. Yeah. Back in the day.
1: He's got and, great pop stories.
0: Um, yeah, and then. He was under for what six years, so we've already seen what Golden State does with player development. We've seen mm-hmm. what the Spurs do. So is he is he a is he just is he just part of the process? Is it just like oh for sure he's seen he's seen it all. I mean, there was nothing he was going to be able to do in Cleveland to get that team over the hump to win a championship. Like they just didn't have enough firepower, man. Right, um, and but even
1: those Lakers teams.
0: Yeah. But what I'm saying is with Sacramento, like I watched this team play and like even me now, like I'm confident, like, oh, they're going to win. Like they play like they are going to win.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're a I, solid ball club.
2: I a, agree. They with have you. a chip on their shoulders. All of them. I'm I'm excited to see them. I think it's gonna be huge for the league to have them back in the playoffs this year. They're gonna be in the playoffs. Um, but not even just making the playoffs, but they're the number three seed right now, which is just incredible. Um, they made, you know, the trade for Sabonis ended up turning out to be the right the right move for them. Um and I mean they're point guard. <laughs> I mean, they are they are in they are in the best shape that they've been in in 20 years. And it's just, I i don't know. I'm just, I'm extremely happy that Me too. This, the, lo- the longest, the longest playoff drought in sports right now, period is going to end this year. I think it's going to be great for the league.
1: That actually the last two, the top two ended in the last year in professional sports.
2: Was that yeah the, uh...
1: Se- the Seattle Mariners went 21 okay. years and the Kings went 20. And they both made or gonna. They the Mariners made the playoffs last year in baseball, and the key it's something about the Northwest this year, man. Bet on yeah. it, except for Portland. Don't bet on them; they stink. <laughs> um. So I think we're on agreement here. The teams we trust the most are Dallas and the Lakers. Uh, I think both those teams could be definitely be competitive in a playoff series. I don't think I'd put money on one of them to win, but would it shock me if Luca and Kyrie led them past Sacramento? No. Would it shock Absolutely me not. if LeBron, AD, and D'Angelo Russell just had an awesome playoff series and fought the Nuggets to the wire? No, um, I'm also at this point now where I think with Shea, like I don't think OKC makes the play in. Um, actually, no, I do because New Orleans stinks instead of Utah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that's they make. True. I don't think they make the playoffs. Is what I meant to say. I think if Shea is on another team. We're probably like a better team. Are we having the conversation that he's a top 10 player? I don't know. I think we are. Okay. I think we are. I'm pretty okay. high on sh- what he's done, how he's improved on a stinky franchise says a lot about his skill set.
0: I think it depends on the team. I think it depends on because right now, He's able to stays be. He's on Miami. No, he would not be a top ten player. No, I mean you, you can't because unless you're getting rid of Drew Holiday and you and it's him and Giannis paired up. So like if you're just adding him to the mix, I think that it takes away from what he's able to do because he has the ball so much in his hand. Um, he he would have to go to a team that he was built that was built around him. So, like, for instance.
1: Like the Clippers?
0: No, if you swapped out him and De'Aaron Fox and put him on the Kings, I think that – I think because the Kings are winning, I think he would get more recognition as for what he's doing right now. I mean, dude's averaging 30 points a game. It's not not like he's just down there in OKC playing trash. But the one thing that I don't like about him – um, is that every single back to back they give him this the night off every single one so it's yeah. like he plays one he's off one he plays one he's off one and i get it you know he, he's had some pretty decent injuries already but like he's must see tv now man like you want him in the game yeah. every night absolutely there's these young guys coming up even even the trade that sacramento made like halliburton's must see tv every night yeah i agree that weird with that weird shot that he's got
1: yeah, the shot's weird, but it goes in, man.
0: It does go in. And I'm, I remember how high you were on him coming out of the draft, too. Um, I mean, you had it you had it on him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I really liked him a lot. Um, a lot of people thought I was crazy because Iowa State guys go to the league and don't do anything. But I, I really liked him. I really thought he had the, had the skill set. Um, I don't know. I'm not always good at the draft, though. I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. But he was one that was kind of like a no-brainer. At least for me. Um, all right. Well, I think unless we got anything else we want to touch on, that should be this week's show. Uh, that was a lot of fun combo. I enjoyed it. I think uh, Goosey
2: Goosey. It was all because of the bourbon you were drinking, right? <laughs> you were you were less regimented, so the conversation
1: flowed. Yeah, that's one way to put it.
0: I know. I wish I would have got in. I wish I would have got into the draft combo because. It's gonna be really messed up when somehow when the Bulls end up tanking the last 15 games of the season and Orlando gets like a top I don't know.
2: They, Josh, they won't tank the last 15 games of the season though. will they'll, they'll end up making Zach the play Levine's gonna score 40 losing. a night. Yeah, I.
0: It's all because of the Pat Bev trade, man. Where's just Ben stop. at? Where's Ben? Just, <laughs> just, just,
2: just stop bringing it up. It just keeps making me
1: upset. Yeah. Hey, did you guys see Chris Dunn got a contract today? Oh my God. I forgot all about him. <laughs> God, he's another
2: loser from the Bulls history <laughs> that I can't stand. Oh my God. He got a rest we of were... the
1: season contract. So what's that like two weeks with the jazz. So what's that we even worth? Gar,
2: Gar Foreman. Like he saw him, he saw him up in Minnesota for like, what was it? Like a year or two. And Even before like...
1: that, because when he was at Providence, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So he, they followed him all the way through the draft. They wanted him. They didn't get him. Then years later, even while he's sucking the next year, they got him. they're like, they're like, no,
1: they just don't understand him. No Garforman. You're just terrible at your job. <laughs> I saw something the other day. Uh, do you follow Joe Cali as a bulls fan? I'm sure you do. on I Twitter. absolutely do. Yeah. So did you see this thing where people are fighting with him about the Butler Levine trade? And they're like, the bulls definitely won the trade. And they're like, they're like, um, Zach Levine isn't even the best part on the 10th seed in the East. So it's true. It's yeah. true. I mean, as soon as the, the Miami
2: heat made it to the NBA finals with Butler, Butler won the trade. Yeah. It wasn't Minnesota. It wasn't Chicago. It, was it wasn't Butler. Philly. It was Butler. It wasn't Philly. It was Butler. Like he's the one, you know, so he's yeah, is the one, isn't he? He's the man. He, he is. He's, he's my dude. Same. I'll I'll always ride or die with Jimmy
1: Butler. He's he's always going to be my dude. Same. All right, dudes, we're going to go and wrap this up. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Whether you check this out on YouTube or on the uh, podcast feed, we definitely appreciate the time. Uh, Like I said, keep an eye out for this week's NBA draft show. Parker and I are going to go deep dive on the Thompson twins uh, who Sean asked about earlier in the show. So we're going to give some discussion Um, about them and our thoughts. Going to be listening. Uh, And then also please take a second to, as always, subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice and leave us a nice solid five star review. We're now on an app called TuneIn. I had never heard of TuneIn, but we're oh, there now. So I'm familiar. Okay, cool. So you know, I'm glad you know, yeah. but I because I do not. All right, guys, take it easy. Forty-eight minutes. Buy some gear. See y'all.